balance. That is the goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number eight of the show. I am Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host. If you've been listening to the show, you know each week we discuss a new topic and cover the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, including fitness training and inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, and wellness products. And we give you some actionable tips that you can implement in your personal health strategy. The shows are only 10 or 20 minutes long, so you can get caught up on past episodes really easily if you're a new listener. Now, my philosophy with this show and with Boost Health in general is to be open-minded and try new things. Preconceived notions shouldn't get in the way of some really good wellness strategies that might be a real difference maker for us. Have you ever tried a new wellness tactic that took you by surprise and how well it worked? Those are what we are trying to uncover here. Real quick, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening to the show. Please support Boost by telling a friend, family member, or colleague about the show uh, if you think they might enjoy it. Another way to support the show is by visiting the website at myboosthealth.com, clicking the Amazon banner at the bottom of the homepage, and then shopping. I'm seeing some folks are using this banner now, so I really, really appreciate that. What happens when you use the Amazon banner is you go get some shopping checked off your to-do list, and then Boost Health actually gets a kickback, so everybody wins. One last thing that would really help the show, if you could please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. You can actually do it right now in the podcast app on your smartphone. The ratings and reviews are really helpful in gaining a following, so it's really appreciated. Some quick announcements. Um, We do have a weekly newsletter that goes out, and you can actually sign up for the newsletter. Um, There's a new ribbon on the homepage that you can sign up using. And this will help you keep up to date on any announcements and new posts and also discount codes in the future, especially for the apparel. There's another new section on the website, Boost Health Corporate Wellness. We've actually gotten our first deal with a company here in Hong Kong and have been doing some wellness presentations for them. So if you're interested or know somebody that might be interested, please uh, get in touch. And then as we've been talking about the last few shows, we have the launch of the Boost Health Performance Apparel line coming really, really soon. I'm actually hoping that we're able to get the store up on the website before the end of the month. Um, so we're, we're getting really close. We'll keep you posted and we'll actually have some discount codes available for the apparel. So stay posted. You'll find out about more about that here soon. Um, and we'll include in the apparel a cycling kit, strength training gear, a multi-sport kit, and casual wear. All right. Now on with the program. Episode 8 of the show is called The Best Morning Routine for Health and Productivity. I will admit, I get excited about lots of P words. Processes, procedures, protocols, project management, and productivity. They are all wonderful. I love spreadsheets, organization, order, and systems. I like things I can control and improve with knowledge and practice. I get a little restless when things are out of my control. I wondered if this is a product of nature or nurture. Then I thought about my genetic background and realized it was probably both. My dad was an officer in the Air Force and he shared his love of protocols with us, including how to load the dishwasher properly, (laughs) how to pack a car with suitcases the right way, and if you're not early for an appointment, you're late. Was he wired this way or did being in the military shape him? 
I asked my mom if he was into systems and procedures when she met him. They were 19 and at university, and she got to know him before he was in the Air Force. And she said he was already process-based. My sister definitely seems to have a similar wiring to me as well. Also, my dad's father, my grandfather, was career Navy, and he also loved systems and protocols. It seems we didn't really have a chance to be any other way. I mention all of this because I think it explains why I am so passionate about a morning routine and why having one is essential to my sanity. But even if you're not a crazy process-based person like I am, there's still a lot of reasons to build yourself a good morning routine and stick to it. I'm about to share 10 morning routine tips that will set you up for the best day ever, every day. Number one, be an early bird. I haven't always gotten up early. I remember at university, I would actually purposefully set my class schedule to allow for the most time to sleep in. I did some personal training while I was at KU and always set my schedule for clients in the evening. In fact, it wasn't until after university that I started getting up fairly early. I worked as a personal trainer and wellness program manager in Southern California, and I learned quickly that many folks wanted to get their workouts done for the day early and I needed to become a morning person real fast. Then after getting into a somewhat forced routine of getting up early, I realized what I was missing all those years. I began doing some workouts before my first client or my first fitness class of the day. I noticed how it made me feel great for the rest of the day and how much more productive I was. It is an amazing sense of satisfaction to know that you have your workout done for the day and you don't have it hanging over your head trying to squeeze it in later. The kids are still sleeping, there's no unexpected work meetings, and the roads are quiet. A study done by researchers at the University of Leipzig found that morning people, those who wake up early, are more productive than night owls. This makes sense, as it's just a lot easier to get things done at this time. You start off your day with a positive production instead of a stressful scramble. And as always, I will link to that study and put it in the show notes to the podcast, as well as in the blog. Number two, check your HRV. I go into detail about the benefits of consistently tracking your heart rate variability, HRV, first thing in the morning in episode four of the blog and podcast titled, Listen to Your Body, which I'll of course link to in the show notes and blog. I also explain how to get started if you're new to tracking HRV. Basically, Tracking your HRV regularly will help you understand what your baseline stress is and whether or not your body is able to train at a high level, a moderate level, or if it just needs recovery for that day. It is essential to understand this at the very beginning of your day, especially if you're going to exercise in the morning. Body awareness is powerful because you know what hand you've been dealt for that day. It is a lot easier to hit a curveball if you can see it coming. If your HRV is in the tank that morning, then you can do an easy zone two jog instead of sprint work, for example. Number three, be smooth. Military special forces have a saying which is, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. This phrase is how I approach all the little things I need to do before I warm up for my morning workout. Hint for tips four and five. I wake up about an hour before my workout begins to give myself plenty of prep time. I find when I rush with morning prep, I forget or miss something. 
The motto of slow is smooth and smooth is fast goes through my head as I complete my morning tasks efficiently, but not in a stressed or rushed state. When the alarm goes off, I need to check the aforementioned HRV, wash my hands, put in my contacts, brush my teeth, void the bowels and bladder, wash hands again, drink a glass of water with five grams of master pattern amino acids. And the reason for these aminos is it keeps you in a fasted state and at the same time protects you from muscle breakdown. Then drink some black coffee, check the weather, prep gear for that particular workout, i.e. air up bike tires, put on bike lights, get water bottles, etc. And put on gear for that particular workout, i.e. running shoes, bike helmet, swim trunks, etc. Call me slow, but all that takes me about 45 minutes. Then I have approximately 15 minutes to do a dynamic warm-up and get outside for the workout. Number four, dynamic warm-up. I did an entire blog, podcast episode, and video on proper dynamic warm-up, so I won't go into full detail here. You can check out all of these on the uh, show notes and in the blog, and there's links to all of them. The basics of it, however, are that static stretching before you work out is a big no-no, as it can decrease force production in your muscles. This is not what you're looking for in sport or workouts. Dynamic warm-ups have been shown to improve performance in numerous ways, including peak torque, force production, and agility. A, don't skip your warm-up, and B, do a proper dynamic warm-up. Number five, do cardio. It is nice to exercise in the morning before the hustle and bustle of the day begins. You also don't have to worry about energy levels and eating before your workout as you can just train fasted first thing in the morning. I cover intermittent fasting benefits in my blog and podcast titled Five Nutrition Tips for Everyone. We'll link to that in the show notes and blog. Also, doing exercise in the morning, specifically cardiovascular exercise in a fasted state, has numerous benefits. A 2010 study in the Journal of Physiology showed that cardiovascular training, cycling and running in this case, in a fasted state, is better for preventing weight gain, facilitating muscle adaptations, improving insulin sensitivity, and improving glucose tolerance as compared to exercising in a fed state. I'll link to that study in the show notes and blog. Number six, take a natural shower. Have you looked at the back of your shampoo bottle and body wash container? Some products have quite the interesting concoction of chemicals and ingredients. We should think of our skin as a second mouth, since much of what we put on our skin absorbs into our bloodstream. For the most part, if you wouldn't eat it, it may not be a great idea to put it on your skin. I actually like a natural soap by Tom's and Maine. I'll give you a link to it in the blog and in the show notes. It's made with raw shea butter, has no artificial fragrance, and it's free of all the yucky stuff that you don't want, like parabens and sulfates and phthalates. I actually use it for both my body and my hair, <laughs> so I told you I was a caveman. I won't talk about shower temperature here, other than you should try to avoid scolding hot showers. Hot showers dry out your skin and leave your pores wide open. I've personally been experimenting with cold showers for a while now, there's too much conflicting evidence in the research at this time for me to really feel comfortable recommending it. 
There are claims of cold showers assisting with fat loss and immunity boost, for example, but more studies need to be done. Number seven, journal. After I drop my kids off at school, I walk home. It is about a one mile, 20 minute walk. I like to use this time for journaling, capturing new ideas, and planning my workday. I use Evernote and a voice dictation for this, and it works really, really well. I enjoy the nice quiet walk, and sometimes I even stop by a beach that I walk by for a few minutes if the weather's nice. I use this time as my transition from exercise and family time in the morning to work mode. When I get home, I have a strong plan for the workday. I have listed things I'm thankful for, and I've even reflected on recent events and accomplishments, and I might even have come up with a few new innovative ideas. According to an article on happierhuman.com, there was a fantastic analysis that was compiled by aggregating data from 40 different research studies on gratitude. And among the numerous benefits included how a five-minute daily gratitude journal can improve long-term health by 10%. It's amazing. It can also help with career, emotions, relationships, productivity, decision-making, and lots more. Not a bad return on investment for just spending five minutes journaling. I'll link to the, that study in the show notes and blog. Number eight, do the hardest thing first. I like how Benjamin Hardy in his 2017 article on morning routines talked about, quote unquote, protecting your mornings. He mentions that part of protecting your morning is using your first 90 minutes of your workday to tackle your number one priority. And this shouldn't include checking your email or social media. The number one priority should be an output work instead of taking in information. Output work of finishing slides for a presentation versus input of reading emails is a good example. I'll link to that article in the show notes and blog. I've been applying this hardest thing first rule for several years now, so the concept wasn't new to me. But pushing it forward for 90 minutes and the concept of protecting your morning was, was something I hadn't heard. So I was excited to, to try that. I found I have most success when I keep my email tab just closed completely and I keep my mobile phone actually in another room. Just totally eliminate distractions. This was especially useful when I was researching and writing papers for my MBA and now when I'm writing for the blog. It is amazing how long you can get sidetracked when you see an email pop up or hear that little buzz on your phone. Before you know it, five or 10 minutes can be lost. And I get an incredible amount of work done in this first 90 minutes of the day. It's focused, it's energized, it's uninterrupted. Give it a try. Number nine, the two minute rule. I love the two minute rule. I can honestly say it has changed my life. I've been doing it for the last few years. And it actually affects how I operate with work tasks and with daily life. Productivity expert David Allen, who I, I actually really love his book called Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. He talks about the two-minute rule in this. And he says that tasks that take two minutes or less should be done right away as it'll take more time to store it and organize it and review it later. One thing that's really important to note when you're doing the two-minute rule is it should be used during a time when you're processing, like maybe reviewing your emails or 
looking over your to-do list. If you're working on a big project that needs all of your attention, don't let yourself pop out of that and do two-minute drills. Stay focused on your big project and set aside time later to do processing work where you can apply the two-minute rule. I like to apply the aforementioned hardest thing first rule to my routine using the first 90 minutes of my workday like I talked about, and I focus on difficult and concentration tasks at that time. Then I use the next hour or so to focus on the two-minute drills for my to-do list, emails, and social media. And finally, number 10, it starts the night before. Is planning the night before really that big of a deal? I dare say yes. It has happened to all of us. You go to bed with intentions of getting up early in the morning for exercise, but you convince yourself you're too tired to plan it out. You don't set out any of your workout gear. You don't tell anyone you're going. You don't check the weather. You don't charge your devices, etc. Then the next morning you wake up, you see it's surprisingly cold and you don't know where your cold weather gear is. You also forgot to charge your GPS device and it's now on 1%. You also didn't set up a rendezvous with a workout buddy. No one will know. Let's just go back to bed. Sound like a familiar story? Having an amazing, healthy, and productive morning can probably happen without planning, but they happen a lot more often for me if I take the time to make a bulletproof plan the night before. Check the forecast and plan accordingly. For example, we don't tend to cycle when it rains here in Hong Kong Island. The roads are narrow, rough, covered with oil, and it becomes weaponized when it's mixed with rain. As such, I have a plan B if there's a chance for rain on a cycling day. I'll be prepared to go for a run or a swim if it's light rain with no lightning. There's always the indoor bike or treadmill, but I avoid cardio indoors whenever I can. I just love to be outside in most any conditions. Lay out and prep all your exercise gear. Don't wait until morning to find out all of your running socks are dirty or your winter cycling gloves are lost in the bottom of a storage bin. Fill your water bottles. Now, I know this is a small one, but every minute counts, right? So why not? I actually like to freeze my water bottles overnight here in the summer. It gets so hot and humid, it's wonderful to have ice cold water out on a ride. Well, cold for the first 30 minutes at least. Charge your devices. I have a plug with four USB outlets built in. And every night before I go for a ride, I plug my bike lights in and computer in all to the same outlet. And when my GPS gets low on my watch, I'll charge that as well. There's nothing worse than running out of light power on a dark morning ride or having your GPS go dead halfway through an epic run. Make plans with a workout buddy or group. The accountability partner or partners that you glean from this make it much harder to roll over in bed or not plan properly. Add in a little friendly banter or smack talk for added accountability. Well, I hope you found these 10 morning routine tips useful. If you've had any success with these tips, I would really love to hear about it. Please leave some comments in the blog and let me know how it's working for you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'll be back next week discussing a new wellness topic. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. You can follow my workouts and boost health updates on Strava, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything along with more motivation and information. And until next time, find your boost.